The Prodigal Servant Radio Podcast with Shamari J. Lewis. Discussing faith, business, and community. Have you been baptized? Join us now for the Prodigal Servant broadcast with Shamari J. Lewis for the next 30 minutes. Listen and be blessed. Thank you, little sister. Jacksonville, it's such a pleasure to be with you today. Thank you for tuning in, and you are listening to the Victory Station. We're here today in the studio live, and we want to welcome you to the show. We have an awesome uh, show for you today. We have someone that is very, very dear to the community, Diarcha Bennett, and she is a proprietor and she is a business owner. She is a native of Jacksonville. She graduated from Reigns High School. That's her alma mater. That's mine. And it's such a joy to have you on the show today. Hello, everyone. I am so elated to be here. I am. I'm, I'm very. I'm overjoyed, by the way. So yes, um, my name is Archie Bennett. I am I'm a Jacksonville native. Just to give you a little bit about myself and you know where I'm from, and I'm from the north side of Jacksonville, of course. And I was raised by my grandparents, um, Julius and Louise Ginyard. Very you know patriotic here and diplomatic in Jacksonville. Avant-garde in a lot of ways. Um, my grandfather was the first African-American supervisor of aquatics here in Jacksonville, Florida. So back in the day, in segregated times, Jefferson Street Pool was the only pool in Jacksonville for Blacks. That's right. And my grandfather was over that pool. Over off of Madison Street. That's correct. That's correct. Um, right now, so in 2005, the pool was commemorated after my grandfather's name, Julius Ginyard. So now the pool is called Julius Ginyard Pool and Park. Not only was he the first African-American of aquatics here, he had the first all-Black swim team mm. in North Florida. They ran and did state champions and just won everything that they, they were up against. That's and awesome. um, he taught the guys boxing and a whole bunch of other things um, in the basement of the pool. Mm -hmm. Because these, you know, were the times where moms were probably working two jobs. Right. Kids didn't have an outlet and right. things of that nature. So he was very instrumental in the community. And my grand my grandmother, she was an educator at Paxson High School. Okay. Before it was the preparatory. Right. Yep. She was over DCT and all of those, over those programs. So she really excelled and a lot of people know her, you know, Louise Guignard. So right. come from great fruit. And you your know? grandmother, I recall her house is right over there. Off of Cleveland next to the Y. Yes. As a matter of fact, we're a couple of houses down from the YMCA. My grandfather retired from the YMCA as well as being a, a swimming instructor in a, a, for uh, all of the athletic program for uh, the YMCA for a while. So, yeah, we he was very instrumental in, you know, everywhere he went, you know, from school to mm -hmm. the community. Sure. Um, he was just, you he know, was the, man. the man. He was the man. Very <laughs> humble. Um, very nice guy, very serious, but most of all, uh, a fatherly figure, mm -hmm. you know. Tell, talk to me about growing up and, and faith and, and Christ. Yes, definitely. I was brought up in a church. I am a member of Woodlawn Presbyterian Church on Cleveland Road. A lot of my school teachers, they are part of the community and being rooted in the community and being, you know, rooted in faith. That played a great part, a great deal, you know, um, because it, it takes a village mm -hmm, and, and and everybody, you know, in church was a part of that growth. You have Gail Holly, you have right. Miss Norman that just passed. That was a part right. of my church. You mm -hmm. have Miss Northern mm -hmm. that, you know, was over the, the media, right. you know, retired from. 
Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so, and you just mentioned Mrs. Norman, and we just want to take a moment to send our love to Mrs. Norman's family and to the Reigns Viking family and to the family at the First Baptist Church of Oakland, the Oak. Mrs. Norman was a stalwart. Yes. I mean, she, you know, truth be told, with Mrs. Norman used to give the announcements at mm-hmm. First Baptist, and when, <laughs> and that was well before I ever got to high school, and right. I didn't even know Mrs. Norman was a guidance counselor. Mm-hmm. I, when I was a kid, I just thought she was uh, the lady who did the announcements the at church, right? 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 And, but Mrs. Norman, you know, I remember when it, we had to learn our Easter speeches, and Miss mm-hmm. Norman kind of coached me a couple times. Right. Wow. So I think wow. that's, I think the real, <laughs> I think the the impetus and the seed for right. me almost came from Mrs. Norman and seeing her speak powerfully, right. seeing Reverend Daly speak powerfully right. and right. all all the others, you know? Mm-hmm. And and the community paradigm in, of that magnitude was just, it's just, it was just so great. And mm-hmm. we were just so blessed mm-hmm. to have staples and people like that in our community mm-hmm. who who raised us mm-hmm. and, and just showed us the way early, sparked yes. something on early right. in us to, you know, be upright and studious right. and, and stay abreast in, in Christ and, and, right. and true to who we are and how right. we were raised. So that was was very instrumental and you know? you know last week i did i failed i was i failed to say what mrs norman would always say at the end of the announcements on sunday only what you do for christ will last <laughs> only what you do for christ will last wow wow and that is a a, a remarkable statement because that is so true and everything mm-hmm. um because you know you're matriculating through life and we just think that we're here on our own recognizance and we're just doing our own will because mm-hmm. we get so caught up in that in the sure. fleshly world of doing us right to the point where you lose sight you're only here to be subservient to god's will for your life that's right and when you find that that will for you know your life it just puts me back in the mind frame of when i started being a medicaid provider sure and i'm not going to say that the people were not the correct people it just wasn't god's timing for where he wanted me to be in life i had to grow past that well that's one of the things i want to talk about and when we get back we're going to talk about faith we're going to talk about the voice of the lord and how his direction it only leads to success. Right. And you got to listen to it. That's right. When we get back. Waking up, thanking God. That you're here with I us. The Prodigal Servant Radio Podcast. Hello, Duval. This is Letitia Wells, Vice President of COBRA, the Coalition of Black Republican Americans. I invite you to our monthly meetings every fourth Thursday of the month at 6 p.m. at 5 2 05 Normandy Boulevard, Suite 7. Again, every fourth Thursday at 6 p.m. at 5205 Normandy Boulevard, Suite 7. The inspiration comes from him. Our faith comes from the heart. I gotta have you, I gotta have you, I gotta have you, I gotta have you. The Prodigal Servant Radio Podcast. Going through. Going through. Pay the price. Whoa. 
despise a few. <laughs> I started. I said I started. I started. I started. I started walking with Jesus. Listening to Shamari J. Lewis. On the Prodigal Servant Radio Podcast. And if you haven't decided to go on through with your commitment to the Lord, then you really need to think again because when you commit and you go through based on his promises, you can't do nothing but win, baby. That's and that's right. a guarantee. That's right. It's, it's, it's an influx of glory on that, on the other side. Absolutely. You know? But you have to go through to get through. That's right. And so, DR, to tell me now, you now, Wings of Love, Sky's the Limit is the name of your company and your enterprise. And if I recall years ago, before you started Sky's the Limit, mm-hmm. you had, you were in, you were a Medicaid provider and with the group home. Mm-hmm. 
uh, for special needs, mm-hmm. right? Yes. And you had partners initially. Right. And I remember that. I think you had a, a grumbling in your spirit about it. Right. Things just didn't work out. And and like I said, you know, how you think things are going to unfold when you're not 100% within yourself, because I wasn't 100%, you know, in myself and in Christ. So I, w- I had a lot of turmoil within myself and a, a lot of, you know, conflict as to where I wanted to be. And once and if you have conf- conflict within yourself, it spews out. Right. And, you know, to to other situations, sure. um, you know, personable, uh, business wise, things of that nature. So I had to step back and I had to have my one on one journey with God. And it was just a lock in time for me. And he redirected my vision. Sure. Um, he redirected the purpose. I, I wasn't meant to be in a partnership. Sure. I wasn't meant to be a leader and, right. and to have my own. And that's where I'm at now, seven years later, successfully. Mm-hmm. You, know? you know, I thought it was, <laughs> I, told, I told little sister earlier, I said, I, I thought it was that you didn't see God in those people. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. And, it, you know, in that situation, because when you don't see it in yourself, how can you see it in anybody else? Mm. You know, mm-hmm. so it wasn't that it was a lot of things in myself that I need to correct, too. Sure. Because you don't know what to look for if you can't look for it within yourself. first. Sure. So it was uh, like those things. Mm-hmm. And it, it was a learning curve for me. So what God did was took everything that I went through prior through to the years, you know, in 2006, I had a stillborn. Her name was Sky. Mm-hmm. I just took all of my hurt sure. and, and I turned it into my muse. So I sure. said, you know what? I'll call my business Sky's the Limit. Got and it. it has been Sky's the Limit. Literally. You know, God is good. Shout out to God for that. You know, yeah, God. <laughs> <laughs> so, Thank you, Father. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the thing is, um, what I've I've learned, and that is the reason why the name of this show is The Prodigal Servant. Right. If you raise up a child in the way that they should mm, go, they will not stray mm, far mm, from it. Amen. It is incumbent upon all of us who have been raised in the body of Christ that once we return to our mm-hmm. right mind, mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. it's our responsibility to tell others because it's not, you know, people going out to witness. It's not about just going in. You know, I'd see people standing in at the front of the corner store, even in Atlanta, they stand in front of the Marta station mm-hmm, mm-hmm. with the books mm-hmm. and the pamphlets mm-hmm. and that's it. And mm-hmm. they think they're witnessing. Right. That's right. not witnessing. Right. Witnessing is telling people, you know what? It's not about what I read in a book. It's about what I experienced with right. God. Right. Firsthand. Yes. Yes. Whether you were sitting in a room or sitting in a cell. Mm hmm. If mm-hmm. you experienced God and he brought you through mm-hmm. and he brought you a, a mighty long ways and put you on the other side of your storm. It's your duty to tell somebody. To tell everybody. 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 I'm just everybody a nobody yes. trying to tell everybody about somebody who can save anybody. And everybody. Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> so God is so good. But yes, being and growing up in the community and, and having grandparents that, you know, um, brought me up in, in faith, returning back to that, that's, you know, it's like a formula. Yes. And what works for you from things that you have grown and, and and they crumble. Once you have a formula, you're able to convert back to that. And it's called, you know, the the basics, you know, yes. having the basics and the fundamentals mm-hmm. and the fundamentals of, you know, treat others mm-hmm. as you would want to be sure. treated. Yes. And, you know, those just uh, things that you learn in Christ and, and being godly and having that godly following of having grandparents that was raised up and showed you the way of how to treat others and just be of servitude towards the Lord, because it's nothing they did. They, they weren't rich. Right. But they were. But you, yeah. Yeah. But they had everything. <laughs> 
and richest needed. servitude. Yes, <laughs> you couldn't tell me that we weren't, right. you know, well off right. because I we never lacked for you anything. You don't even know what hunger yes. is. Yes, we we never. And, and we never I don't know. I think it. people get the wrong the wrong idea when when they say, "Well, where are you from? Where where would you grow mm-hmm. up?" I'm from the north side. I went right. to Rains High School, right. and I say it proudly to anybody anywhere. Right. I don't know what you're thinking about. Right. Uh, <laughs> So, okay. But anyway, I digress. Listen, you are tuned in to WCGL, the Victory Station, AM 1360 and FM 94.7. We're here today on The Prodigal Servant with D. Archer Bennett, the founder and CEO of Sky's the Limit. Sky's the Limit provides the ultimate in care for those who are special needs. And we're just so happy that she's here with us today. So many times in the news and in current events, we hear about people who are not doing it the right way. And so I think it's important that we highlight folks who are doing it the right, who are doing it the right way, who are doing it correctly, who have a heart, who care, and who are being of service in the community. So again, we're so glad to have you. Now, I want to get into... Another phase where we're talking about God increasing our territory. Mm-hmm. And if you want to call in and speak with Ms. Bennett, you can call in at 904-766-9285 or 904-766-3401. Now, is it feasible to say, is it is it cool to say that once you were honest with yourself about mm-hmm. what you were lacking, mm-hmm. um, what circumstances you created, mm-hmm. Once you were honest with yourself about that, then you started to get closer to God. Of course. And then once you got closer to God and you decided to be more obedient, your territory increased. It definitely increased. Like I said, you know, I got, it was tunnel vision and it was just God and I. And it was just one of those pivotal moments. I remember vaguely asking God, I said, God, I don't have any special talents. I don't have any, I don't know how to do hair. You know, I don't know how to do nails or any of those things. I said, I'm just a true discerner. Mm -hmm. Um, for every walk of life. And converting back to the stillborn in 2006, she could have had and been diagnosed with Down syndrome. So a host of those things played and manifested on my thoughts. And once I got, you know, when that this opportunity was there, I was just like, okay, God, this is something that, you know, I can see I will be doing your will for my life. You know, these are people who have been forgotten about. You have to have patience and compassion. And while I was on that journey with God, I learned a great deal of those things. And not to say that I didn't have that before, he just rekindled it in a in a stronger way, sure. in, a, in a you know in a vast light to give to others. Mm. And with that, I became a Medicaid provider in 2015. Mm-hmm. And my territory he has expanded my territory we're talking about now three group homes in mm-hmm. um we're talking about you know starting out you know i i lived in my group home for three years mm-hmm. um sure. sacrificed greatly a right. lot of my um, wants and needs for the betterment of what i was doing for god sure. and it just worked out when we're doing what we need to do for him everything else is 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 easy breezy and it's right. a cake and not to say that challenges doesn't come but if you have him <laughs> you know it doesn't you, matter you, it doesn't matter because the yeah. faith the faith the faith is what gets you through to the other side to of the, the challenge side. and now I look forward to the challenge. Right. It's it's like it's not even about the winning. Sure. It's about the go through because I look back and I say, "You go, girl." Right. You know, and I pat myself on the back and I'm like, "Okay, we overcame that." And, and you learn so much. And you, you learn so much. So it's 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 about conquering the going through. Let me listen now. You know, prodigal servant. We discuss 
faith, business, and community. And mm-hmm. so we're ta- we're talking about faith, business, how you serve in the community. Yes. Now, for the people who are for our listeners who really are interested in business, uh, I was having a conversation with one of my mentors mm-hmm. the other day, and what we talked about is how the paperwork. Mm-hmm will keep people from just getting started. Yes, yes. You have to be an orderly person and, you know, and, and ask God for order, mm-hmm. you know, um, if you aren't used to it, you know, because he will order your steps. And in this field, you have to have order or you will perish because the paperwork is so great. You're talking about dealing and taking care of other people. Right. So you want to make sure that everything and all of your ducks in a row, especially, you know, your annual, you know, uh, review sure. to make sure that you score greatly. There's no recoupment. I also, you know, advise and I do consultations for anybody who wants to be a Medicaid provider okay. here in the state of Florida. Sure. So that goes from the panhandle all the way into the keys. Okay. So it's just depending on where you want to be of service to your community. If you have a passion for this, you may be a nurse. Mm-hmm. You may Weren't be you a, a teacher? Yeah, I, I actually was a paraprofessional. I was working at the school board before mm-hmm. I was a Medicaid provider. So right. I was already working with children um, who were a little bit more challenged and I right. was already going above and beyond. And right. that was another thing that sparked that passion sure. for servitude mm-hmm. and just wanting to give back because I saw the lack right. of our community and mental health is so important. Right. We deal with it and you know we crumble it up like a piece of paper and we throw it away. Mm-hmm. And that's how we deal with it in our community. And the more that I got into it, the more it opened my eyes to what we were around and do it made think, me understand things better. Let me ask you a question. Now that you understand things better, mm-hmm. do you think that the school to prison pipeline is a reality or a myth? It's a reality. It is a reality. It is a reality. It's a reality. And because we have dropped the ball with mental health greatly, we have dropped the ball with education for our community. Mm-hmm. And it starts. It starts with the ambience of, you know, what your community looks like, mm-hmm. your product. Have you ever gone into an area and you go in the area and you just consume with a negative energy and a negative (laughs) vibe. And you're just like, oh my God. And then you can go on the opposite side of town and you can feel so uplifted. So, you know, energized. Right. Right. And that's just what we see in our community. And because it starts with the ambience. So I have a lot of things to say for a lot of city council that doesn't know where to start in the community. And it starts with really being in the community. community. Because when you're not in the community, you can't see. You can't see. You can't. You you, you You cannot. you, you can you can if you if you spend enough time <laughs> in a, on a street where you don't live where you never really are if you sit there long enough you'll start to see things you'll start to see it you'll see oh okay this is the heroin right corner over right here. right right or maybe you know let's get a hold on and I'm gonna be very vague because the, I'm gonna talk about my community and where the problem lies sure okay so we have golden retreat. Mm-hmm. And we have that that community and we really need to get a grip on that because that derives panhandlers at the store that diverts you from even coming into the community or staying in the community or wanting to eat in the community or wanting to do anything in the community to see it thrive because 
the ambience of the people aren't cleaned. It's not managed or anything. Right. So let's start holding businesses accountable. Right. You Code know? enforcement needs to yes. be on about the yes. real work. About the not real messing work. with the residents. Yes. Let's go unnecessarily. Yes. And let's let's make sure that the right of way and yes. the easements. And they're doing extremely well because these are people that nobody wants to deal with. So I know, you know, it may be a challenge, but speak to the community. Ask how the community can play a part in cleaning that up to the right. point where it's it's more fruitful. You have children just watching these behaviors. Right. And now they think that it's okay and they're mimicking these behaviors because nobody is fixing it. Right. You know, we all know that children are sponges until a certain age, so they see and they absorb what they see. That's right. So I think that it starts at a at a way lower level mm-hmm. that people are starting at. They're sure. not starting at a at a lower enough level. Right. We're past the fish fries and, you know, mm. the car washes and, you know. And the, we are, we're, listen, I was let's, interviewed. Let's, we, we need some people that's getting down and dirty. And, you know. I was interviewed the other day by an outlet and they, they were asking me about the congressional districts, the new congressional right. map and all that. And asked me about the next congressman for, for congressional district four, mm-hmm. our district. Mm-hmm. What's necessary? What's needed for that next Vision. Vision. And, and like I told a colleague the other day, you know, if I hear one more person encourage <laughs> a youth to go major in criminal justice, I'm just going to dig a hole and right. put myself in it. Right. OK, because it's time to move on to the economics. It is. And you can you you know, it's one thing for somebody to be a politician for 20 years or 25 years and have great relationships in the community and be accessible and know how to listen. Yes. That's wonderful. Yes. But we need to get to the money. We do. Now, and I'm glad you said that. I have a great friend of mine. His name is Darnell Moat, mm-hmm. and he specializes in financial literacy and in um, insurance, mm-hmm. you know, life insurance policy. He has a contract with the YMCA, and mm-hmm. he teaches the youth literacy, financial literacy. I mean, Kids are signing up. They have renewed his contract to keep going. He teaches them everything from savings, how to do stocks and bonds, um, from insurance to investing in the stock. And he is so great. Um, What's his name? Darnell Moat. That's wonderful. Darnell Moat. People can find him online? Yes, I think he's the legacy, if if I'm not mistaken. But Darnell, he is he's really good with with the youth. We need that. And we need we need our leaders to focus on. Uh, we need our leaders to focus on reducing gang violence, making our neighborhoods safer and a more conducive place for the health, welfare and safety of our seniors and our children. And I'm so glad that you joined us today, DRJ. I am so happy to be here and, and I would love to be back on the show again. Anytime. We'll have you back. So it's we're as we're wrapping up here, the show, we want to just take this time, as I have said before, Uh, Reverend Daly, who baptized me at the First Baptist Church of Oakland, every, every Sunday, he would pray for the sick and the Mm shut-in. And so we just want to take a moment and pray for the sick and shut-in on this day. Father, we thank you so much for the breath of life. Father, we thank you for your word that is our bread evermore. And we want to say thank you for our seniors Thank you for those who have raised us, cared for us, loved us when we didn't even love ourselves. Father, thank you for the elders of the community who have prayed for us when we were in situations when we didn't even know we were being prayed for. 
You've been so good, Father. And we just want you to, we just want to send love to all those who cannot leave the home for whatever reason. They're isolated from their community, their loved ones, their family. And we just want to send our love to them and let them know that we're with them and that wherever you are, Father, nobody is alone. And you're with us everywhere. And that's why you are omniscient, omnipotent, and omnipresent. So, Father, be with us and continue to bless us and bless those at home. In your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. For the love of the man above. The way that you love me. The way that you love me. This is the Prodigal Servant Radio Podcast.